Shadow's Bastion, a By Gods and Kings story, takes place in the fictional world of Dunai. All of these works are available to read on Kindle Vela and are available shortly after this release. For more information on By Gods and Kings, please visit our website, bygodsandkings.com, or follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Chapter 11 The Shack Within the Fields The night's festivities were not going as intended for Kuros, but he hadn't yet found his way to the halls of Vesia. He was still alive and drinking from a glass from his host. He had a feeling the Dorvos weren't truly invested in the creation of the stockade and that it was merely a front, but now he needed to know more. He needed to know what the Dorvos had in mind instead of the stockade to further their influence in Dunai. Kuros brought the glass up to his lips and finished its contents before setting it on the table. Why does the high priest of Sayeria stay in the slave quarters, inquired Kuros inquisitively, finding it odd that someone of such prominence would be surrounded by slaves. Regulus smirked and stood up from his chair. Because he prefers it, and I don't want to hinder what he has working, stated Regulus as he came up to his feet. Bartholomew, will you lead the way? Of course, Master Dorvaux, replied Bartholomew as he walked over to the doors that led to the courtyard. Should I alert him that we are on the way? Regulus shook his head as Kuros rose to his feet. No, I'd rather it be unannounced, smiled Regulus. He has to remember who has true dominion on this plantation. Bartholomew opened the doors to the parlor that led outside into a small courtyard. Kuros walked alongside Regulus as they made their way into the chilly night air. I always find myself at peace when I see the two moons shining down, announced Regulus as they made it out of the mansion. I never understood how the followers of Darien or Malarus could ever bathe in the awesome might of other deities. Kuros furled his brow and tilted his head slightly. What do you mean, Regulus? I am always surrounded by Darien's power. Regulus laughed with Bartholomew shaking his head in front of them. How so? asked Regulus rhetorically. I can put myself in the moonlight to show me the power of Sayeria, just as I can step into the sun to see her sister. Anytime the wind blows, I'm reminded of Talgis, and when I gaze upon the Sariac River, there's Xylene. What did Darien or Malaris do other than harness the raw essence of a void spring? Kuros chuckled, seeing how Regulus was trying to sow doubt in his mind. Without Darien and Malaris, Sayeria would not have been given the canvas to create her masterpiece, Master Dorvaux. Regulus pursed his lips as they continued along toward the slaves' quarters. I suppose there is that, Regulus said softly. So you would agree then that Sayeria's vision was a masterstroke? Kuros scoffed the ground while making his way along the path beside Regulus. He knew he had to be careful with his answer, because while he was loyal to Darien, he also had to show difference to Sayeria. Master Ravaux, I'd say every god poured their souls into creating this beautiful realm that we call home, he answered diplomatically. Regulus laughed at Kuros's response. Quite a response, priest, he announced while making their way along the path. The courtyard ended and the three men entered the field. Large stalks lined both sides of the dirt path with a plume of smoke coming from a chimney in the distance. It's not much further, inserted Regulus. Master Dorvaux, are you sure I shouldn't run ahead and alert the high priest? Asked Bartholomew from in front of the other two men. It would be quite rude for us to barge in on him. Bartholomew Constellatz, the high priest, is a guest on my property and has taken up residence in one of the auxiliary slave quarters, stated Regulus arrogantly. Politeness and decorum are not on the agenda. Bartholomew stepped forward in between the two, scuffing his feet on the ground before walking beside Regulus. But sir, he is still the high priest and... Regulus laughed loudly into the night sky with Bartholomew unable to finish his statement. Bartholomew, do not worry about the high priest. I know you have to straddle a line of servitude, but do remember, your allegiance is to me first. Yes, Master Dravaux, answered Bartholomew contritely. 
Kuros took note of the brief encounter as he continued along, realizing that the power on the plantation did not center with Sayeria, but instead with the Dorvos. The three men made their way to a small shack tucked away within the fields of the plantation. The wooden structure was very worn and tattered, with splinters protruding out of each piece of old wood. Why do you keep the high priest out here? asked Kuros as he examined the structure. They approached it with two moons lighting the path, with Kuros immediately taking note of the flashes of dull light coming through the foggy windows. Someone was inside conjuring something, something that Kuros was already prepared for. Because he chooses to be out here, he insists he can achieve more without the watchful eyes of the slaves and the god touched, claimed Regulus as he made his way up to the door. He reached forward to twist the knob when the wooden door opened in and a tall, skinny man stood in the doorway. His robes were very neat with the symbol of Sayaria emblazoned majestically across his chest. The color matched the robes from the priest earlier in the day and around his neck, a pendant with an onyx hung perfectly above Sayaria's insignia. And I didn't announce my arrival because he always manages to do this, smiled Regulus as he stood in front of the high priest. Arceus, high priest for Sayaria, stood in the doorway and immediately locked eyes with Kuros. He gazed past the two other servants of Sayaria to size up the other man before him. His face was stoic, showing little emotion as he tried to peer into Kuros's soul. His eyes moved down from Kuros's to take note of the priest's attire. So I suppose this is the priest Darian has sent, inquired Arceus from his doorway. Have we dispensed with all of our finest hospitality for this heretic yet? Kuros smiled and bowed his head. We all have our allegiances and loyalties, high priest. While mine may not be with your mistress, I do not wish you any ill will. I only bring with me good tidings from my god and the hope that we can work together to secure our prosperous future. Arceus's stoic expression vanished and was replaced with a slight look of bewilderment. Regulus stepped forward in between Kuros and Arceus and giggled. He's a fantastic orator, Arceus. He may be a shit priest and a heretic, but at least he can talk well. Arceus nodded and exhaled slowly. That he can, he responded slowly. Please, come in. I was just finishing something. Good, I'd hate to think we were interrupting your work, stated Kuros as he made his way into the shack. Arceus stepped to the side and ushered the three men in, with Kuros immediately taking stock of the room. Books lined the shelves and tables were scattered about. Several items were out of place, with a large bucket sitting against the wall and what appeared to be a broken jewelry box with charms and chains hanging out of it. However, prominently displayed in the center of the room rested a swirling gray orb. Arceus walked past the three others and made his way over to the orb. So what are you called, or should I simply refer to you as Darian's priest? Queried Arceus. I'd like to think someone gave you a name at some point in your journey. Kuros laughed and took a step toward the swirling orb in the center of the room. My name is Kuros, High Priest. Kuros, it is a pleasure to make your acquaintance. Might I inquire where you are from? Continued Arceus as he pried for more information from his guest. Kuros glanced behind him to see both Bartholomew and Regulus standing near the door. I am from Merdul, answered Kuros politely. And if you must know, my family is part of the Duchy of Ults. Regulus scoffed and turned his back on the others. Your family comes from the miners? Regulus's outburst caught Kuros by surprise, as he wasn't expecting to discuss his family's lineage with anyone. Arceus became stoic again with Regulus carrying on. Kuros, I wouldn't concern yourself with our host's statement. His understanding of the politics of Merdul and Urine ends at the Duchy of Moors. He doesn't understand that Darien does not have much of a foothold within the duchies and that the God of Order's power is centered primarily on Quor. Arceus defended Kuros while Bartholomew pressed his back against the wall and remained silent. Regulus laughed hysterically while leaving both Kuros and Arceus to continue talking amongst themselves. What made you choose to join the ranks of the God of Order? 
Kuros glanced back to see Regulus finally calming down and turning back toward the two in the center of the room. I joined the ranks of Darien because I agreed with his message, answered Kuros emphatically. I believe that the essence in this world must be concentrated and ultimately consolidated away from Vesia. I believe that in order to achieve true peace, we must rid ourselves from the chains of the Goddess of Law while also defeating the God of Chaos and his allies along the way. Arceus smirked and nodded his head. I see. Well, what of his allies? Kuros closed his eyes and exhaled slowly, trying his best to quickly compose himself and answer as diplomatically as possible. He was in a dangerous place with two men that he knew could kill him. He felt he was far stronger than Bartholomew, but the power of a god touched and a high priest dwarfed his. Those who align their interests with Darien are not our enemies, but our allies and friends, explained Kuros. Talgis, Xylene, and even Sayeria are allies of Darien and will always be treated with respect, dignity, and preference. Arceus chuckled behind the orb. So long as their interests stay aligned with Darien's? Kuros opened his eyes and stared across the orb. Yes, so long as they stay aligned with Darien's. Regulus approached the orb and stood in between Arceus and Kuros. Priest, every god has their own ambitions and plans. Our alliance is less one of friends and more of convenience. You talk of consolidating power away from Vesia, but I assume you mean to consolidate it under the banner of the God of Order. Kuros shifted his feet and faced the God-touched servant of Sayeria beside him. I do. And that is why our alliance is not forever, because we would rather it be consolidated under the Goddess of Shadows, retorted Regulus harshly. We would rather see Dunai torn asunder than see the power consolidated under him. He paused and stepped away from the orb and over to one of the bookshelves. This stockade will be Darien's. We will have no use for it. Kuros stood still and tensed up. The situation was deteriorating and the conversation was devolving quickly into conflict. Arceus paced behind the orb and hovered his hand over it, swirling the grey mist within. You see, Kuros, Darien can have his stockade at the expense of Xylene. He's providing the most difficult portion and taking the much larger risk. All we are providing is the location, wood, and labor. Darien is providing the actual magic that will create the prison. Then why are you participating in constructing it? Questioned Kuros. Why waste the labor and provide the space? Regulus scoffed at the question and turned around to face the priest. Because our goddess deemed it necessary, he retorted harshly. She wished that we assist Darien in this endeavor, even if it doesn't acquire her anything in return. She's going to gain some dominion over the souls that worship her sister, shrugged Arceus. Oh please, Arceus, what does that matter? Essence is devoured for sustenance no matter who they worship. Just because they follow Nerilil won't make them taste any different, nor will it make them go down any easier, continued Regulus rudely. The veins on his neck pulsated as his anger grew. We get nothing for doing this except a waste of supplies and people. Arceus exhaled slowly and tried to project calm on the room. Our goddess wishes this to be done, and our goddess is misguided and needs to be shown the proper path, High Priest, seethed Regulus with Kuros looking on, watching the spat before his eyes. The power struggle between the two men was on full display, with both men tugging between what is best for Sayeria and what Sayeria wishes for them. We have to protect Sunshire, Miralas, Dern, and all the other locales that worship Sayeria from whatever shit Darien and Xylene are going to bring down upon this world. Arceus sighed loudly as his disgust with the god touch before him grew. Regulus, this is Sayeria's wish, he exclaimed. And when Vestia's might comes down upon Shorek, Will Sunshire be there to rise as the new power, Arceus? Asked Regulus harshly before turning and pointing at Kuros. This fool here has been sent to ensure that Darien's power is going to become absolute within Quar. I cannot allow that to happen. It will crush everything that we have built. Kuros' adrenaline was starting to build as Regulus was poised to attack. 
He knew action was needed, but he didn't know where the line was. If he crossed it, he would be killed. Regulus, it appears to me that you were more concerned with your worldly possessions and treasures than your goddess's influence, stated Kuros emphatically, siding with Arceus. Regulus was caught off guard by Kuros inserting himself into the argument with Arceus. Instead of trying to convert unclaimed souls or strike blows against her enemies, you bring yourself here within your walls and hunker down, bracing for whatever is to happen. Kuros paused and turned to face the high priest of Sayeria. Arceus here is at least concerned with Sayeria's dominion while you are trying your best to protect yours. Regulus, Bartholomew, and Arceus all stared at Kuros with malicious intent. Their eyes were full of scorn at the outsider before them, preaching to them the ways of Dunai. Regulus took a step forward and bowed out his chest. What are you saying, priest? queried Regulus. He bit his bottom lip and clenched his fist, balling it up to swing at the priest. Kuros approached Regulus, cutting out what little space was between them to almost touch their chests together. I'm saying that you need to get out of the way and let me do my job. I will not stand in the way of whatever game you and the high priest have at play, just so long as you don't stand in the way of what my god has tasked me to do. Regulus tilted his head slightly while staying remarkably close to Kuros. His fury was slightly abated with Kuros standing up to him. What do you mean? Kuros laughed openly in the face of Regulus. I see the magic that's at play here, Regulus. I see the items that are being enchanted with the essence of Searia, just as I see the preparations being taken for something spectacular. Kuros paused and locked his eyes on Regulus's, refusing to blink while trying to impose himself on the godchurch servant of Searia. I will not stand in your way of achieving your worldly goals, but don't you dare get in the way of me achieving mine. Regulus remained close to Kuros as the two seethed quietly. Bartholomew stood at the back of the room, taken aback by Kuros's brazen outburst while Arceus stood beside the swirling orb, giggling at what was happening before him. The high priest brought his hands away from the orb and clapped them together, reverberating an echo throughout the shack. I see Darien sent someone who understands the true politic of Dunai, announced Arceus, breaking the tension with Kuros and Regulus still staring at one another. Regulus blinked slowly and relaxed with Kuros still incredibly tense. I suppose he has, he stated softly. Darien sent a priest with metal. I can't say the same for the others. Kuros remained tense as he glanced throughout the shack. What does that mean? He queried while remaining perfectly still. It means he sent someone who is immune to fear and is aware of what is truly involved, answered Regulus abruptly. I have no use for the stockade, priest. I have no use for that bastion on my banks. However, my goddess feels as if there is a purpose for it. Thus, to accommodate her, we have agreed to create it. While I would have preferred to have one of my own loyal subordinates controlling the structure from within, I can see the merit of Darien selecting you for the task. Regulus took a step toward the orb and stared into the swirling vortex of shadows. You say that I am only concerned with my worldly influence and power, but that is not true, continued Regulus from in front of the orb. By gaining more influence on Dunai, I am able to serve her in a more captivating manner. I am able to provide for her things that none of the other servants can. I am able to devote eternity to ensuring that she is well taken care of. Regulus Dorbeau glanced down at the dusty wooden floor and smirked. And that's exactly what will be happening in the coming days, priest. You will ignite the stockade just as I ignite the plantation. Together, there will be two bastions of shadow within the confines of Sunshire. Kuros nodded slowly as he listened intently to Regulus divulging his plan. So with Bessie's eyes elsewhere, you're going to take the opportunity to do to your home what we're going to do to the stockade, he inquired. Precisely, except on a much larger scale, answered Regulus. He stepped back from around the orb and stood before Kuros again. You see, while everyone will know of the dangers of the Sunshire stockade, there will be far more dangers that they will never see, 
unless they happen to wander too far into the shadows. The city of Sunshire will become a haven for darkness, with my plantation housing souls just as the stockade. However, while the stockade will simply incarnate the souls of the fallen, my plantation will provide them for Sayeria to do with as she pleases. We will skip the scales, and she will have a fountain of sustenance right here on Dunai. Kuros' eyes lit up as a smirk came over his face. The plan laid before him was genius, and, while it would incite the ire of Vesia if she ever found out, that was not his concern. Sayeria suffering the wrath of Vesia was simply a subplot to Kuros' true ambitions. So then we will stay out of your way, Regulus, so long as you stay out of ours. Regulus reached forward and stretched his hand out. Kuros mimicked his host, reaching his hand in and embracing Regulus's. We have a deal, priest, agreed Regulus with both Arceus and Bartholomew looking on. Now I'm sure my wife and your bodyguard are finished waiting patiently for us. Why don't we go enjoy our evening? Kuros nodded slowly. That sounds wonderful. We would like to thank everyone for listening to this podcast. More content will be coming out on a regular basis. For more on By Gods and Kings, please visit www.bygodsandkings.com or www.scriptcrypt.com.